World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M-Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. So 29 of Channel Massive. Your hosts this evening are Noah, Mark, and Jason. Dun, 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 dun. Jim's sabbatical, unfortunately, continues this week. It Without been... pay. <laughs> Damn straight. It has been taking him to exotic places such as Boston and the hospital infirmary, if you've been following our I more recent episodes. I hope their tears. I hope the tears are still flowing in Boston. <laughs> I, could, we... I think I could just smell, I could think I could smell the salt coming from him. We didn't send him with <laughs> a Patriots suck on the front and Red Sox sucks on the back t-shirt, did right, we? Right. Should have probably done that. Should have. <laughs> oh, well. And that's where he is tonight. He's out in Boston working. But he has been keeping in touch with us with his witty blog posts over on channelmassive.com. The most recent one being his... I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. He highlighted a number of items from a geek fetish list, so to speak, because he felt that it applied so well to the staff of Channel Massive. And honestly, I, I can only say that I geeked out on a few of those, like really geeked out on them. Like I have been to a Star Trek convention, so I, I wholly admit the <laughs> I wholly admit the Star Trek you know, geek, geekiness one. Although another blog poster came along and crushed, oh my gosh, totally that crushed was amazing. my Star Trek, Star Trek geekdom with full force. Yeah, that you was were served. You were definitely served. He knew exactly who Gene Roddenberry wanted yeah, to be awesome. Spock and oh, yeah, the reservations. Yeah, exactly. and, I was um, like, wow. And I think the only other one that... I mean, fantasy, the fantasy sports one, I don't do anymore. So I, I guess I'm a former fantasy football geek. Mm-hmm. And Magic the Gathering, yeah, I have to admit that I did partake in, in some, of the, <laughs> some of the Magic the Gathering. Partake the opposite Only if word. alcohol was involved. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't play unless I was thoroughly drunk. Yeah. So you can check out Jason's official reactions and Mark and mine as well, as well as some other readers, if you go over there. And, and uh, oh, there's uh, Jason's wonderful goblin, uh, what is it called? The, uh... Gibble, oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll speak of the tragedy during our uh, weekend gaming <laughs> okay. segment. No, not in the weekend gaming, but in, the, in our uh, what we've been playing segment. I'll I'll make mention of the unmentionable. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So in tonight's show, we will start out with what we've been playing, and then we have a new segment for you, which we're all very excited about. And this is this is all because of you, the listeners. Yes, because we've actually been receiving email for it's the first so time. Good. No, we're supposed to pretend like we always get email. Now, now for the first time, we're actually <laughs> we going to read it. We've been discerning because, about it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, actually, we we have to be honest with you. We've had a a flow of email. Yeah, it's been going crazy this it's week. Great. So, so, so yeah, that's we're going to cool. touch on some of those, and then we will get into the developments in the games and the moves industry. You mean the weekend gaming? Yes. All right. Anything. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's a melee. 
<laughs> All right, Jason. So, what have you been playing this last week? Oh my God, I'm so surprised that you picked me first this time. <laughs> How Whatever could will I this do? happen to you? <laughs> oh my God, I cannot possibly. So go unfair. On. Um, <laughs> EverQuest Two, of course. Um, I'm actually playing EverQuest Two again, as opposed to sitting at the at the bar <laughs> feeding silver into the poor goblin who didn't give me the jackpot. It gave the damn jackpot to somebody else. <laughs> And you spent how much on this? I spent, I'd say approximately two platinum total <laughs> on it, which actually, you know, I, I can make fairly quickly. It, it, making well, I, money is pretty easy. I for check me. the jackpot, and it's right at two platinum now. So. <laughs> actually, I think it's it's, <laughs> it's like one point. I think I looked at it recently. It was it's it's back up to like thirteen to fourteen platinum. Yeah, but it's really that's that's not really much of anything. Uh, so anyway, yeah, somebody won and I was crushed. So I'm back to actually playing the game and and uh, crafting and and all the stuff you should be doing while you're playing an MMO. <laughs> That's funny to hear you say crafting and all those things you should be doing when you're playing an MMO. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, again, like I said, EverQuest Two is like the exception to my rule that crafting Mine too. sucks in MMOs. But it's entertaining. So, yeah, it's actually, good. I actually it's a like doing it. It's it's awesome. Uh, I understand. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. And also, I've been playing console-wise. I've been doing, of course, Guitar Hero Three, which I'm um, trying to master hard mode on it. Um, it's coming along. It's coming along. It's I'm getting a little more comfortable with it. And I've also been playing uh, Super Mario Galaxy, which has been an absolute blast. I I think I made it to the second galaxy already. Mm-hmm. And it's just really addictive. I love I love how they've kept just some of the basic gameplay elements from all Mario's, you know, up to this point, and they're all they're still in this Mario game today. You know, where it's just kind of like the basic stuff that you go through, but they've added so much, like yeah. in the and how you use the Wii Remote to control Mario and some of the things that he does. It's just it's I've it's I've really had do awesome. have it down, really cool don't they? It. Yeah, such a great I've game. I've had a blast with it. How about you, Noah? What's, what's been going on in your gaming life? <laughs> well, I finished Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, and it was great. And I had to stay up late <laughs> to do it, and I suffered the consequences the next day, but it was definitely worth it. I really liked that game a lot. So you had, like, a major gaming binge? Yeah, I did. Sweet. It's just taken weeks to get through it in the little spurts that I've played it in, but it's been so much fun the entire way, just like a Mario game is, usually. When you were driving to work the next day, were you seeing little <laughs> hourglasses and all the street signs? And little little uh, anime caricatures running through the parking lot? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I did not. I love it when I blur the lines between reality and fantasy. That happens when I play Tetris too much. I see Tetris stuff all Do you the start time. to see like people as things you could stack? No, I just I'm constantly cool. making lines in my head. Oh, really? In oh, my that's head. pretty good. Back when I was playing Ashram's Call a lot, I remember having actually having dreams about running through the Dire Lands. Oh, yeah. I would actually cool. dream, and I I would see, like, I, I'd, like, I was running through the landscape of the Dire Lands, and it was like, I knew where I was going and, and everything. <laughs> I would. I would dream about it. No, so it so wrong. Bad. True so infatuation. Wrong. I also got Burnout Paradise, and I've been playing that on my 360. Cool. Oh, that was a recommendation good. from one of our Yeah, one of our listeners, wasn't it? Listeners suggest that, and I'm a huge fan of Burnout anyways, so it was a given. Even though when I tried the demo, I didn't... I wasn't too impressed. I'd have my friends playing like, you have to tell me when you get this game. I love it so much. It's more of a sandbox, you were saying. Yeah, there's no menu interface. You're, you're just in a single, relatively large city. I And I think that's probably my 
I have two main complaints with it. The thing that drew me into Burnout in the first place was the crash modes. The crashes are still there. They look more beautiful than ever, but there's not any crash minigame like like in the previous ones. Oh, where yeah, I remember those. They'd set you up in a certain type of highway angle, down a ramp. or a certain busy intersection. They're like, all right, make as many cars chain reaction crash as you can by the un- leaping into them. At the this- very unlikely event that it's like five tanker trucks passing five tanker trucks <laughs> yeah. and you're going to crash right in the middle. Buses running into buses. super high octane uh, it's just, just That was just such a blast. And they've taken that out. They've implemented this kind of corny showtime mode where you're just supposed to string together leaps off of ramps and cause other people so to crash. basically Grand Theft Auto. <clears throat> yeah, without people running around, nobody's in the cars, which no, is good, because no that'd be very emotionally on. disturbing to yeah. see people in these cars when they were crashing. Yeah. No hose to beat on, no, yeah. no hose to take into your car and right. and give them the action. Right. Give them a little bit of the old in-out, in-out. If you know what I mean. <laughs> on the Milk Plus. But it's like the city, it's, it's nice, it's big enough, I guess, but it's always sunny, it's always about 3 o'clock, there's no time changing. Like being in Hawaii. And well, yeah, and after you've been there, after you've played it for a couple hours, you've been to all corners of the city, and that's it. There's nothing more to it. There's no promise or allure of Ooh. getting to have a, a European city or, or go to Asia, like in the previous burnouts, where as you prog- as you progressed, tracks in other countries with distinctly different architectures would unlock. And granted, you wouldn't give it, get as much total land space as the city provides. But it was just more interesting. It's gotten kind of boring. It's pretty, you know, it's cool that I can put in my own soundtrack and stuff like that, but it's not sucked me in as much as the previous ones, unfortunately. Although I do love the Guns N' Roses song plays <laughs> over the title. It's well, pretty sweet. That one? No, Paradise City. Oh, take me down to the Paradise City <laughs> where the grass is green. All right, Mark, what'd you play? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that segue, Noah and Axel. Uh, <laughs> Musical interview. I, uh, I mostly just played WoW, big surprise. Now that I'm back on the WoW bandwagon, I, um, Blizzard Horde. I've, Blizzard been, Horde. I've got my Warlock up to like level 42. Uh, I ran into, I was going to try and level up. I always, usually when I do play these characters, I forsake the real trade skills and just get gathering professions and... This time I was like, I'm going to go hardcore for me and, and go with, like, tailoring. And I realized I was running into a cash crunch, so I've dropped that and have been running around, like, the barons, enjoying the, the soft sounds of barons' chat while, oh, there, there while mining better, for gold or for uh, <laughs> copper and tin to work my mining skill up. I mean, I have seen Chuck Norris jokes that I thought I thought I'd heard them all by now, but there's still more. What really surprises me is now, this Baron's anomaly just continues to persist. I figured it yeah, it's just, be something that just happened for a month or two and it go away, but no, it seems like it's just permanent. It's never going to end, and it's now it's funny because there's a new element, that, at least on my server, that's been thrown in, and it's the Rambo versus Chuck Norris debate. Like who's greater than who, and that's that's been pretty interesting. Yeah, too. but if you've seen if you've seen the new Rambo movie, you'd know that Rambo is just kicking all sorts of ass. I haven't seen, Have you seen it, it, so... And all sorts of blood everywhere. No, I don't know. No, I haven't seen it the yet. The debate is I mean, pretty hot and heavy in I've the Barons like on my They keep server. showing, like, parts of it, like, here and there that you could find on the internet, and it's just like... And he's going to make another one, another Rambo, and well, another Why not? Rocky. This one's been, like, really successful. Yeah, guys. it's just amazing, I think. I love it. Eat yeah. your first blood. <laughs> yeah, I 
I so that's know. all you have to report? Just wow. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't done anything else. Really. Our listeners love I'm, you for that. I know. I'm. I'm a slacking uh, <laughs> host, but I'll. I will do more for next week. I'll. I'll get back into some EQ2 action, or maybe I'll do the. I want to try um, Eve out on Steam. So maybe I'll do yeah. that. I almost got Pirates. I was pretty tempted to do it earlier this week, but I've realized I've just reached this wall where I'm not cool with paying 50 bucks for a game that I know I'm going to have to pay 15 bucks a month to pay. I heard that, actually, that. I've heard Australian players get to get the game for free, and all they have to do is pay a subscription. You know, frankly, given this whole subscription model, I'm starting to feel like MMOs should not be any more expensive than 20 bucks out the gate. I don't care how new it is or how cool it is. If you're going to charge people 10, 15 bucks, you're going to make up the money. Yeah, I think it should all be available at a for digital download and and maybe yeah. it's like thirty bucks, but you get two months or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't care that the first month is free. It's not enough to make me justify dropping fifty bucks if I don't like the game. No, because it's not. It's not like it's. If it was a game that had eighty hours, eighty plus hours of content that you could play for that fifty dollars, that yeah. might be one thing. But instead, it's a game with gazillions of hours of gameplay but it's that 50 hours plus 15 plus 15 plus 15 plus 15 yeah you're buying and, new games over and over basically with your yeah. budget well that's why a lot of people i think have been prognosticating that um subscription model is in jeopardy and you know maybe the winds of change are blowing winds of change are blowing and <laughs> the arena net guys Sweet, we've got Sing a Bob it. Dylan reference here. We've, got, we've had Axl Rose and Bob Dylan. Who else will you be channeling for us this evening? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Let's get into the reader mail. One MC and two DJs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we never know. We never know when I will press the record <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah, we don't. But there's always something spontaneous going on in the studio. So we are excited to launch our reader email feedback section tonight, segment. And soon we will have caller. E- uh... That's right. Perhaps we should start off with that now that you've, you've mentioned yeah. that. If you would like to contribute to our show, you can, as always, email us at mail at channelmassive.com, <laughs> which you're going to hear from some enterprising listeners who've done just that next. And we have also set up a Skype voicemail box. So you can, if you, if you don't feel like typing out a, a rant of hatred or adoration towards us, yeah, you can just say it to us. Say it to Skype. our faces. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you want to send in a little segment or something. Yeah, yeah if you have cool. a, an inspirational haiku. If you want to... Yeah. Haiku, haikus will get bonus points, yeah. by the way. Oh, man, I hate haikus. I hate poetry in general. I'm but just... think of all the dramatic readings we can do and cool voice effects and accents. And... Anyways, you can leave us a voicemail via Skype at channel.massive.skype. It's a little long, but it's worth the effort. What the hell? It's not a phone number? It's not a phone number. Okay, what was it again? Channel.massive.skype? That's right. Channel.massive.skype. So leave us a voicemail, or if that's too complicated, you can also just write us an email at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Now getting into the listener emails, we have some feedback from Derek. And so we're going to have some highlights of what he had to say here. He said, I'm surprised you have not yet said anything about the debacle over at Fox News. 
I would you like mean, to hear your. You mean you mean Fox News? Like is like, like fake news? I would like to hear your guys' take on how this was handled, both by the game community and by Cooper Lawrence. Well, Cooper Lawrence, man, who, man, she can wear horn rimmed glasses, can't she? Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what no, Derek just, is referring to, in case I think she needs to that get was laid. a little too abstract, was Fox News made a big hullabaloo over Mass Effect apparently having explicit choose-your-own-adventure graphic sex and nudity well, in Mass Effect. What was it that she said? Something like, you know, you can control the actors if you know what I mean. <laughs> what? No. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, have you actually played the game? No. No, but I've asked people about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. is The, the way that Fox News set it up was they had their television host who set up a little televised debate between Ms. Cooper Lawrence and a representative from Spike TV. And Yeah, Jeff uh, Cayley. Yeah, and they, that's how you pronounce the two of them name. were given all of maybe a minute and a half to really say their sides and right, you know, and just he, kinda, but he wasn't going to get a you know he couldn't get a word. Jeff in wasn't going to get an, in a word in edgewise yeah. at all. I mean, they, they that was the setup. That and, was just a setup segment, and I, he did his best. I mean, the few sentences that he was able to spit out were saying, "I think you're misrepresenting the game." You've never seen the game. There's, you've never played the game. You have no idea what the game's about. There's well, there's relationship building. There's no guarantee you could ever get to this. And she's like, "Oh no, it isn't. There's going to be a button. You just push and you just say have sex." And and then after all that, no, that's called Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. After that foolishness, the game is called Leisure Suit Larry. A panel of your, like four or five right. oh, super paranoid conservative who had parents. also never played or even heard the game. One was like, I was thinking about letting video games into my home. And the other four were like, or other three were like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was so... Will you be able to so move? 19, 1800s or something. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Uh, if you thought this was bad, wait until you guys get a load of Age of Conan, you Puritan bitches. Ugh. And what was... Well, I was greatly swayed, and I have gotten rid of all video games, so this will be the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was funny is afterwards, just Cooper, pictures Lawrence, of Jesus. That's all Cooper Lawrence recanted everything that she had to yeah. say. She actually, someone actually took the time to make her watch two and a half hours of gameplay of Channel Massive. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect. Channel Massive Effect. <laughs> that could be their new sequel. That might be nice. Who would play you? <laughs> I would Who would be, play the part of Mark? I would be played by John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she also saw the sex scene and she admitted that she misspoke and that the whole thing was a joke and she felt bad about it. And what kind of gets me is that she went online or she went on national television, made it a big deal that she was an authority. She's written books and this is the way that it is. And she's talked to other people and their authorities. And because they said so, and because she said so, that's the way it is. And it's, and even she admits that she got owned. Yeah. Owned by a harsh reality. <laughs> Well, in general, I mean, Derek, it was good that you brought this up. The sad thing is you made me relive watching the video again because I had to watch it to, again today to, <laughs> to feel fresh for the discussion, and it made me so mad again. It's like I've relived it twice. I mean, I've relived yeah. it once. It was just so Damn you, Derek. Annoying. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. Mark has been scarred. Um, and by the way, I am signing you up for a bunch of junk mail, Derek, so you can expect <laughs> that to come in any time now. All right, our next email. Sanctus or Sanctus? Sanctus. Dominus. 
he the wrote power us. of Christ compels you. Amongst other things, I'd love to hear your opinion on Stargate Worlds, which I'm looking forward to, albeit with the expectation that it may disappoint. It looks to be the first potentially good sci-fi MMO since Eve, but we'll have to wait and see. Keep us posted on the NASA MMO. Well, I'm guessing that Sanctus did not get aboard, on board the Tabula Rasa bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently not, because he may not consider that a good s- MMO. Good sci-fi MMO, at least. Um, um, nor, nor Hellgate London, which... Well, I guess that's like a... Oh, wait, yeah. Wait a minute. Are you still <laughs> sure that that's an MMO, right? I was actually adding it to the... I was really going on it. It doesn't the massively list have like five sci-fi MMOs when there's really only was, three or something like that? Hellgate, uh, one of the sci-fi yeah, MMOs? I think so. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, anyway. All right. Sorry, Jason. Uh, I don't know. My, my take on it is, does Stargate, the movie sucked. I never really liked the series. I've seen... I think I've seen a couple episodes of... You know, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis or whatever, but I've never really gotten into the lore. Um, now, I what just if never were, really watched it all that much. On another tangent, what if it were a Farscape MMO? What would your atten- interest be then? Again, I really didn't get into Farscape either, so yeah. my opinion would pretty much be the same. I don't really care. What about you, Jay? I think it's a niche. I mean, what about you, Noah? <laughs> yeah. I'm Thank over you, Noah. Here. What about you, Jason? Noah is <laughs> over there. I've only had like half a Jack and Coke, because and I the cannot focus. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I'm all for new franchises and licenses. You never know where the next really cool MMO is going to come at this point. I'm not sure one way or the other if it's going to be Stargate. There's certainly a lot of material for them to work with across all the different television shows and the movies. I'm going to take a wait and see look at it. Mark? I um, I initially viewed it with some skepticism, but I have to say that after um, reading interviews and um, just kind of following a little bit, I'm getting kind of excited about it. And I think that the big thing about it is that this is one of the few IPs where you can go anywhere with it. You know, we saw earlier, well, later last year, I guess, we saw what happens with Lord of the Rings, where it's a huge, gigantic, major IP, but it is so strict in where you can go with it that it kind of limits the game. Like, nobody can be a Gandalf, right? You have to be a lore master, because there can't be a bunch of Gandalfs running around. There can only be a certain number of them. This, though, is a place where you can go anywhere with it. You want to dial in a new uh, coordinate in your Stargate and go to another world? You can do it. So they could have story arcs where you're like... It's like they could have a whole story arc where they're like, we're going to have a doomsday scenario for an entire planet. And you could go through that. And, the, and the, they're like, great, we'll create another planet. You go there, boom, it's gone. I mean, it's it's pretty much limitless. Their universe it really lends itself to letting you go wherever you want to go, which I thought was kind of how City of Heroes, one of its advantages was that they just kept adding new zones or interdimensional rifts or whatever. And yeah. You could go and you could have a whole different experience. And it's not locked in. So I think as an IP, it's a really good choice because it doesn't have strict limitations. And also, from what I've read of the way that they're working on the game, they're 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 taking an approach that that I think is really good. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm very optimistic about it. Now I'm not really big on Stargate, although I I probably will like actually try and watch. I think I'm going to try and watch like the first season just to see what what the show was like because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, the movie. I loved like the first half hour of it, and then after they like actually started to take the the show into the direction it went, I was like, ah, it's kind of not my thing. Well, because yeah. it was but the, the whole lead, solution where was... they had to nuke. 
Yeah, we've got to nuke the world. We've got to nuke it in order to solve the problem. I think like, I might have watched it with Jason. I, I think we both. Yeah, we were did. Like, we we were, went and saw that together. We we're both like, man, you know. But yeah. but the whole premise is like they uncover this ancient artifact, and it's a gateway to worlds, and you just have to dial. You have to know where you're going. You have to uncover these clues, and you know, unlock the keys. And, you know, I guess in the game, like, part of your progression will be unlocking new coordinates to new worlds and things yeah. like that. So I, I think it's... I'm excited about it. I can it. see the potential. There's definitely there, potential. If they, if they Overall, pull off, I'm right? just, I guess I'm just not excited about it as a lot of people are. I'm just not... I'm not feeling it, I guess. I'm a lot more excited about it than I was Tabula Rasa. I can tell you that. Now, backtracking and speaking about Lotro, Julian wrote in and said to us that we made a comment in episode 27 involving a Lotro payment plan saying, wow, that went downhill fast. That payment plan, however, was only for the holiday season and not a permanent thing. Oh, and another point. The Hobbit's starting area sucks. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Damn you, Jason! If you it want is. a good impression of the game, please get another free trial and play a dwarf, elf, or human. I'd, I'd, although I do I do think that the Hobbit starting area is not without its merits, though. I, I do think that it's just a well-designed area as far as just the artist from an artistic point of view. Sure. Um... But the quests there, are, yeah, they are ridiculous because they have all those those mail delivery quests, oh, no, and then you have to and then the... you have to deliver pies at, or or <laughs> what I, is it? I played it pies everywhere. And... I played it as an elf, and I kind of liked it. Yeah, you know. But I, I thought know. the starting areas for like the dwarves and the elves, even the humans. I didn't think that they were all that spectacular either. I don't know why they think why this why this. Well, person seems to think that they're so much better that it makes a total difference in how you view the well, game. It, maybe it does. I mean, like, I don't think so. Well, first off, I'm holding the giant L sign backwards L so that everybody that sees me can see it as a right, <laughs> the, an L the right way. Uh, sorry, I got the information wrong on the subscription or the the purchase slash payment plan. That Which was you're referring to that it's twenty bucks and then you can get a ten buck coupon and then it's ten bucks. Yeah, and I was just like, it's nine ninety nine and then three months are free. You know, or I don't know what I said. Whatever might I said. As well be free. I was probably <laughs> drunk at the time. But anyway, I apologize for that. Um for mis the misinformation. But um I I I would say that, you know, everybody is kinda different in the way that they they people like grab onto certain zones and like them in games. Yeah. And for MMOs that have a variety of different starting areas, you know, some people are just naturally going to like different... Like, I love in WoW the Undead Zone. Some people can't stand it. I think it's terrible, especially when you I go to Silverpine, where the, son, the, the sons of Argul wander around and, like, waylay you, and they're they're way overpowered mob that shouldn't be there, but they're there. Oh, that's not the starting zone. That's no, like no, the, but, I mean, that's the, the second, second part of the starting zone. zone. Yeah. That's the Silverpine. And some people just can't stand it. I was listening to the Scott Johnson on the instance to saying he hates that. He especially hates the sons of Argul that wander around. I love those guys. And I love it, it. And like I love to it see people who aren't watching out. It makes it so interesting, because you're kind of watching your back all the time. Yeah, it's like the sense of fear, because you're not going to get PvP'd or anything, but I like to watch like unsuspecting noobs like walk. They back up as they're fighting something. They back into a son of Argul whose like aggro range is like from here to like a thousand feet away or something ridiculous like that. So. I also made it a point to always go back when I was a high enough level and just kill those fuckers. Oh yeah, I did too. I, <laughs> I did, did. I did I that last like, night. Who remember me? I was I'm like, the one you snuck up on that one time, I was, bitch. I was like, I was like, I gotta find some more tin and copper from my mining, and I was like, I'll go through Silver Pine and look for a son of our goal. And sure enough, I found one and waylaid him. <laughs> Nobody was around to cheer for me like last time. But I, I agree with Julian. You know, maybe, maybe I think different zones are gonna appeal to different people. I wasn't. Feeling feeling it for the hobbits the elf thing i liked a lot better um 
So, you know, I guess it just, it depends. Um, and then Julian, you're the guy who suggested that we should have a segment on our show to read listener feedback. So thanks for writing in and, uh, we, uh, we hear Jen. Here it is. The last little note that we got was from Derek again. He suggested for us two free online experiences that kind of fall in the MMO range for our L2P tour. That is the ones that he suggested were shot online. That's a golfing game, though, man. I know. A golfing? <laughs> That's a golf yeah. I'm not going to play golf, well, golf on the computer. <laughs> you know, well, you play everything else on the computer. You play the lottery. You, you play <laughs> poker. online poker. But it's golf, dude. You play um, Dream Barbie yeah, World Barbie Makeup ex- online. Experience. Total Annihilation. Yeah. And then he also suggested Gunbound, which is some kind of... It looks kind of like a, a purchase with real money items to upgrade your character but it starts out free and it's got worms style combat yeah, i want to try that one yeah that yeah, so. looks like it might, that I one st- might be interesting i like that logitech jelly battle game too it's kind of like that yeah i remember you talking about that a while ago so fun maybe we can check one of these out in the next week and yeah we could do probably two in a night and check it out yeah report on it right, thanks so for the uh thank you very much yeah for the suggestion Derek. and again if you need to if you feel the need to get a hold of us and, and you want to, you want us to continue with this segment, we need more email. We are hungry. <laughs> we hunger. <laughs> so email like us Sinistar. at mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or leave us a voicemail at channel.massive.skype. We look forward to hearing from you. Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming! <laughs> <laughs> I think I hurt myself. <laughs> Threw out my back on that one. <laughs> so there's been a lot of interesting stuff that's happened in the last week, but there's one item in particular, or a couple of related items that were that have piqued our interest. Yes. Peaked? Peaked, yes. you say? Yes. P-I-Q-U-E. Well, give, us the, give us the FAQs, man. Bring it down, so to speak. Well, first of all, and we've talked about this several times in previous episodes, it has finally come to be the predictions that so many people made last year that an MMO would be canceled have finally occurred. The bold predictions? An MMO will be canceled. An yeah, MMO will just not be canceled. An MMO will yeah. be canceled. Not any particular one. And that one Brave. is, unfortunately, Marvel Universe Online. It's officially no. offline. Mommy! Yeah, I saw the... The article on uh, MTV about that, where they talked to Shane Kim from Microsoft Game Studios, and he just he blew it wide open. He just said, "No." Nope. Yeah, he's so casual about it. You know, Microsoft just doesn't do MMOs. They just drive them into the ground and cancel. Well, I them. think they. I think they're a little. They were a little gun shy, especially after Ashram's Call, Call 2. Two. Yeah, the terrible experience brought to you, or the what's the one they canceled? Like. Oh, Mythic or not Mythic? Yeah, Mythica. Mythica. Yeah. Mythica. There's also True Fantasy online, yeah. live online, which is for the Xbox. That was canceled. I mean, it's, they let things go for like years of yeah. development, and then they cancel. That, it. That's why we got to get them to fund our own MMO because we could, for like two years, we could live well. Yes. While we do nothing, and then exactly, then we and could then just, just cancel it anyway. We so could, we could just yeah. like do what Microsoft does and spread some fud out there, like some grassroots, like uh, <laughs> viral marketing, like the. the the new MMO that Microsoft's making is failing, and then they'd cancel it, and they wouldn't expect any source code or anything. It would be set. 
Oh, sorry. Just cracked me up, though, because he was like, well, you know, part of the reason was because we felt the market was too saturated, essentially. Oh, give me... Everybody says that. Now, there was a real that, reason. But yet more and more MMOs keep coming out, and more and more MMOs are, you know, still showing some modicum of success. Well, and tying back to what we were talking about earlier, it was implied that... Did I just say that, modicum? Really? The hell? You wow, did, and you used it correctly, so I didn't have anything yeah. to say. Yeah, I, it wasn't a... Uh, what, what, what was Malapropism? It? Malapropism, Yes. yes. I love that. Oh, is a touch of vocabulary and grammar and language. Let me juxtapose the introspection of the metacarpal of the tenacity. And no additional charge. Ah, yes. But yeah, we were talking about that earlier. That? What does that refer to? It was implied, Shane Kim implied that one of the reasons why they may or may not have canceled Marvel was that. They didn't believe the subscription model was going to work, but the game was too far along to really consider other alternate ways of revenue, and since it wasn't going to be the next World of Warcraft, then screw it. Well, now that we go back and like revisit some of the insider rumors that we re- we had reported, and you know, some of them were like saying that the game seems to have no direction, or the ga- nobody seems to know what the combat will be like, or the game yeah, is missing this or that it. or the other. You know, like people are working, but nobody knows what it. It doesn't seem to have any. It all kind of makes sense. It's like, it's like they never could decide. They had one thing clearly in mind, which was it will have superheroes. It will have, it will have the Marvel IP. Yeah. Everything else we don't know. I wonder if they even knew what age it was. If it was like current, contemporary, right. or like the future, or the golden Silver age, or silver age. age right. I bet they didn't even have that ironed out. You know. Which so is, the new twist to all this is, of course. So now we know they've canceled that. And a few months ago, they sold City of Heroes and City of Villains. Is it time for me to roll the breaking news sample? It is. I, th- I think I think we should. I will yeah. T- temporary filler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, so, that was all right. Unleash the beast. <laughs> Shortly on the heels of announcing, I mean, geez, hours after announcing that Marvel Universe is canned, the new game from Cryptic Studios is miraculously unveiled. As being called Champions Online. Now this is this isn't totally official yet. Oh wait a minute, Mark. (laughs) Well, okay, just just so we all know, Mark's gone up the stairs to masturbate currently. I I think. Well, unfortunately, I think that's what's going on. Oh my God! He wants a towel (laughs) and a box of Kleenex. I imagine. And you can't touch the cookies because Champions is the. It's basically the superhero. AD&D, essentially, where it's... Well, that's the first thing that you guys have assumed. It, it has assumed, been... We're assuming that's the, the title the, means that they're well, going to be bringing the pen and paper champions... Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, because the one sentence that basically sums up the entire game is that you get to play superheroes and supervillains in a realm... And I'm back! Time. Fortunately, I'm pretty quick. <laughs> and so yeah, that's, that's what the ladies long. tell me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Where were we? <laughs> After getting that... This is that one sentence description that it involves superheroes and supervillains, just like City of Heroes, just like Marvel Universe and that it's called Champions Online. Yes. It seemed to Jason and Mark that this is actually based on the pen and paper. It all sounded game. way too familiar. And so we went to the Heroes Game website. And what did they say? Conveniently, they have a, quote, big, big announcement that's coming up in mere days from tonight. When, when they say recording. Monday? Next Monday? Yeah, Monday the 17th or 18th. Yeah. Mark's, like, shaking 
<laughs> back and forth in his seat. Oh, He's my like, gosh. Oh, my God. And it's funny because oh the website God. looks like it's stuck in the Stone Age. For your reference, listeners, I am a huge former pen and paper gamer. So this is like I had everything you could ever have for Champions. I played it like nonstop. And this yeah. is like my happy little boy. I also played Champions in, in, in my college days, and, and it was a lot of fun. It was probably one of the only pen and paper games that I really, really dug hardcore. Yeah. So, so this- we did some more research, and Mark was able to find a website that contacted the PR reps at both Cryptic Firing, firing Squad, Firing Squad, home of the hardcore gamer. Yeah, th- they contacted both Cryptic Studios PR rep as well as Champions owners, owners Hero, Hero Games. Games, and neither would give any more info. And this is being quoted from Firing Squad: "Would it give any more info about Champions Online?" But did state that an official announcement would be made on Monday. Which just happens to announce the big, big announcement that, that Heroes Games is going to make. Yeah, Hero Games' statement on their website says there's going to be a big, big announcement on that day. So that's pretty damn freaking cool news as far oh my as God. I'm concerned. Like, if there's any group of people that... <laughs> this is so funny because, like, six months ago I said the same thing. If there's any group of people that I would trust with the Marvel franchise, if there's any group of people that I would trust with the Champions franchise, it's... Jack Amrit and the Cryptics Games guys because well, whoever is left of them. Well, it's just him, I think. Maybe they got Positran, <laughs> like Matt Miller. I don't know. No, I, they're no, still no, they're with NC Soft. Right? With NC Soft so, but if there's anybody I trust with that visionary, that guy that's in the lead, it's that guy because yeah. he's truly dedicated. So, if they keep the open-endedness of the of the powers, yeah, would you, yeah. Since I wasn't familiar with the whole Champions Online, would you guys, one of you yeah. guys, give a quick oh. synopsis or description of what makes I'll up let Mark do it. Champions? I, I, I will. I'm, I'm waving both <laughs> arms. Um, so Champions is a truly cool um, combat system. What it is, is it's it, what most people always talk about in MMOs is like, and a lot of the ones that have been canceled or have gone by the wayside, like Rhizome, are skill-based. It's a skill-based kind of system. It's like you have total control over how you're going to build your character. Mm-hmm. You don't. It's not really class-based. You you put points into different attributes, like your how strong you are. You have different things like um, you have endurance and body, um, which are different. Like in, if you if you run out of a certain attribute, you get stunned or knocked out, but then you recover. It's very much so, like the comic books, but with the powers. Yeah. You you cho- you get experience points, and you get very small amounts of experience points and those go directly into your powers and you can for your powers you have all kinds of different things like you would specify like um, yeah how do you define that hand-to-hand killing attack for instance would be one and you would have x number of six-sided dice that would be applied to that (laughs) this is getting kind of geeky but uh but uh basically it's like you know you that would be one like ranged killing attack would be like uh say a gun or something like a sniper rifle so you choose you start to put points into it and the more points you put into it the more six-sided dice would be part of the the role that would be used to calculate the damage that you would do and then the big thing about the system for champions is that you have disadvantages to counter all your advantages so when you're doing character creation with the, with the with the pen and paper game you can choose to have very few powers to start initially and very few disadvantages or you can so you go, have to specify both yeah you have to specify both both a character creation and then as you would play along in the game and go through scenarios you worked with the game master to develop your character and with the powers, you don't choose from a specific power set like you would in City of Heroes. It's something that you, whatever yeah. you can dream up. Skill-based. Basically. So you can have a crazy combination. Like, you know, I I have the, 
the claws of Wolverine, and yet I have a prehensile tail like Nightcrawler or something like that. You know, it's like totally, you know, I can teleport, but I can do this. And you have to set up a set of disadvantages to balance those. Yeah, whereas like um, with City of Heroes, you had the archetypes and strict classes and different power sets you could choose within those archetypes. With this, it's a little different now. How they will adapt it to an MMO or to a you know to a game? Who knows? It should be. Yeah, that would be really crazy. It's a daunting challenge. To give you an example of you know how crazy you can get with your character creation in in uh, Champions. My character was this character who used kinetic energy. Basically, the only thing way he could do anything was absorbing kinetic energy and then doing something with it. But so I, I had that. That was my power. That was my only power that I had. I didn't have any special attack. You know, I had I had like basic, you know, hand to hand combat. You know, that that kind of thing. But my major disadvantage, and it was a major disadvantage. But but it wasn't necessarily a disadvantage because it really allowed my character to do a lot. Not necessarily what I wanted to do sometimes, but my major disadvantage was that I had no control over what I was going to be able to do with that kinetic energy once I absorbed it. So, you know, I could I could tell the GM, I could tell him, okay, I, I want to be able to do this. But the die roll was basically, okay, you have to roll between this and this in order for what you want to happen, happen. And then if it goes out of that range, then I get to choose what happens to you. Right. That, that was my major disadvantage as far as being a superhero. So it made for some really fun fun gameplay where, where you know, I'd be like, okay, I want to leap over this building. You know, that's, that's what I want to be able to do. <laughs> instead, you incinerate the building. In, instead, you know, <laughs> I'd end up... I'd end up, you know, falling off the building completely, you right. know, and then crashing into the ground, you know, creating this huge crater, you know, something fun like that. Again, of course, there's differences between, you know, a game-mastered pen and paper RPG session oh, yeah. and, and how it translates to a computer game, but it's a cool system. You know, they don't really have... Unless things have developed crazily over the years, I don't think they have a lot of an IP as far as... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't remember if they've developed oh, specific I, I lore, as you would say. I don't think yeah, they have. Long time. I, I'll have to read up on it. Well, but, I think uh, something else that's really interesting to ponder is if you've gone to Cryptic Studios' websites, you've seen concept art for other games they're working on that looks very diverse and treasure hunting type stuff and other really neat stuff that doesn't necessarily look straight up superhero. But then you look at what's happened in the last few months. They owned the City of Heroes and Villains licenses. They'd been working and maintaining it, and then they sold that off. And that's why we thought, well, they couldn't be getting rid of Marvel Online because they obviously are surely that's so maybe that, surely a, that must be what they're working. It was on. a right. conflict of interest, maybe. Right. And then they canceled that. They canceled Marvel Online, another superhero game. And yet, what they're making is a new superhero game. So are they just taking all the work that they were going to do in Marvel and they're just shifting it over to Heroes or are they just taking everything that they know about City of Heroes and slapping on a better graphics engine and that's going to be the new Heroes and now City of Heroes will have a true competitor in the landscape is it just more the same or is it going to be something truly innovative it'll be interesting to see Yeah, it's going to be kind of strange the Champions system should allow for a lot of wide open a lot of wide open stuff, and I'm I'm hoping that they go more in that direction. 
and not limit you as far as what kind of powers you can have. And It's funny, too, because I have a sneaking suspicion, and I could be totally wrong, that Jack Emeritt was a Champions player at some point, because, you know, I, I followed City of Heroes from the first rumors. Yeah. And reading their some of their original um, press releases and some of the conversations that interviewers had with them, it sounded like the initial, the original City of Heroes was meant to be very similar to Champions, but they had found through playtesting that people tended to gimp themselves really badly. And it, it, By accident. In fact, you could choose a lot of different, you had a lot of control over the powers you can choose. And as I was reading it, I was like, it sounds just like Champions. But then... That was the the problem was people would choose the worst possible combinations, maybe for role playing <laughs> or whatever, and then they would try to play the character and they'd be gimped. So there's still that major hurdle to get over. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is several years later. They've been through. You know, he's been through um, all of the city of heroes, city of villains stuff. So maybe the lessons have been learned and they know how to make it work. Or maybe they're going to do some kind of streamlining of the rule system and. It's hard to say. Well, my last question for you all on this topic, since you guys are original Heroes fans, is not that this choice exists anymore, but if you had been able, if you were put into a position where you were able to make a choice, would you have chosen or preferred a Marvel MMO or a Heroes, a Champions MMO? I'd have taken a Champions. Oh yeah, I don't. That's not a question for Mark at all. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it sounds like it, <laughs> especially considering his little. It's like the day I heard about World of Warcraft. Remember, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jace? You know, I, I'm kind of a little bit torn. Yeah. You know, because I, I do, I do love the Marvel universe a lot. I, I always read Marvel comics over DC comics for the most part. Um, so. But I also love Champions as well. I like I said, I played it quite a bit in college, and it was basically basically ruled my evenings, evenings <laughs> of geek geekiness. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I I would have been happy with both, you know. But I, I really I I dig this news a lot. I think it's it's great news. I I hope that they I I hope they do the IP justice. I really do. I don't think they will fail. It's cryptic, man. Even if it is just one surviving person in the on the uh, visionary <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, I wonder how that'll impact City of Heroes in the long run, too. It'd be interesting. I mean, one way or another, we still have the DC MMO on the horizon, and now we have this champion superhero one. So, hey, better for us, the see, consumer. Yeah, how will City of Heroes and villains evolve to deal with this? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So this being our 29th podcast and having been friends with Jason for years and years and years, you you get a certain sense of predictability to what a response will be if you introduce a certain line of subject matter. And so earlier this week, I sent Jason a very, very, you know, nondescript email with a title, something like, check this out. And I, and I just wanted to see what kind of response it would provoke. The... Basically, it was about the City of Heroes wedding event that was forthcoming. And I will allow Jason now to respond with his thoughts on what this really exciting event has... I'm always a sucker for an online wedding. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, I guess uh, there was a newsletter, the Paragon Times newsletter went out recently. Actually, it was just uh, Tuesday... Uh, when this was released, it says uh, on Thursday, February 14th, which is, of course is Valentine's Day, 
2008, Paragon City will rejoice in a celebration of love and union between two of its luminary heroes, Manticore and Sister Psyche. We'll celebrate their devotion to each other with a very special live wedding ceremony to be held on the training room, which is the uh, test server for City of Heroes and Villains. Uh, the heroes will be controlled in real life by Sean uh, Dornanfish, the man behind the Manticore persona, and his wife, uh, Jennifer. And Matt Positron Miller will be on hand to officiate the ceremony along with many other signature characters from the City of Heroes universe. Uh, not uncommon event. You know, in MMOs, there's like a, you know, they have a wedding event, you know, and it's, you know, it's a big hoo-ha. And, and so I, I don't have a problem with that. I but hope, there's a bonus. I wish, them, I wish them all the best. However, however... As and you this sw- is where you get really excited, right? This is, this is the part that really makes you excited? <laughs> this is the part that really makes me excited. As you scroll down this newsletter, conveniently, they're making a new City of Heroes wedding pack available to everyone for the price of nine ninety nine. Just in time for Valentine's Day, we're excited to introduce the City of Heroes Wedding Pack, available for nine ninety nine at the Play NC store. This pack includes two new formal wedding costumes and four celebratory character emotes offering heroes and villains the tools to celebrate in style. Now, I think the emotes from some of the weddings I've been to would probably be the best man drunkenly dragging the bottle of wine through the, <laughs> through the crowd. <laughs> the bride passes out in a pool of her own vomit after... Extensive drinking. Uh, no, no, and there, you, you also need to include the the uh, throw rice emote so you can kill all the virtual birds. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> At the As wedding, swoop right? down and eat the rice, and then it expands and explodes in their stomach. Totally. They plummet to the ground dead. That's always good. <laughs> this pisses me off to no end. Because it's like, okay, you announce this wedding, and then you conveniently, conveniently have this... The announcement of this wedding pack that costs you nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine ninety nine. Come on, it's almost like a month's cost- worth for a couple of costumes and some emotes. Yeah, I, I mean, kinda, come on, that's this that are is so like a one-time cheesy. use. This is so cheesy. It's like, oh yeah, we're having this wedding, but don't show up to the ball without your new so, wedding clothes. Would you say that City of Heroes moving from cryptic to NC Soft? Control has officially jumped the shark. I don't know. I th- this is just. Can you hear the motorcycle really, revving insidious. as Fonzie prepares to go over the shark tank? It's insidious. I mean, look at. I mean, seriously. I mean, you, it's like you just time the announcement of this wedding and then also time the announcement of this wedding pack at the same time. It it doesn't look very good to me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I can't believe they're charging for it. Usually they do a special in-game yeah, event. Yeah, you know. I mean, quest, give me a break. That's the way it used it. to be back in the old days. Yeah, like Remember Halloween. The- you could get yeah. all these cool. Costumes because you go on the Halloween. Now quest. it's all RMT'd out. Yeah, and that's it's it's such a ripoff. I mean, on Xbox Live, I mean. ten bucks can give me a full-on huge arcade game that can just entertain me for hours and hours. This is just a couple costume changes, a couple costumes, and some emotes. That's worth all. Give if I were going to pay for it, was worth like maybe two bucks. Maybe total. two bucks if you're lucky. And what happened to the veteran rewards thing? You know, like I've been playing this damn game and been subscribed since day one. I should get this for free. Come on. Yeah. Even so, for the, being the thing that cheeses me off more than anything is like you make this, wed- this this online wedding announcement thing, and then you follow that up by, oh, and we're also selling a wedding pack. Don't yeah. come to the ball without being dressed with the uh, you know proper <laughs> attire. Yeah, what's next? They have like a, a Rickety defense pack where 
If you pay 10 bucks, you get special armor that you can wear at the next Richty invasion. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on. This is just stupid. stupid. And it's really just, it's insidious. It's, it's, I think it's kind of inconsiderate to your player base to do something like this. It really just rubs me the wrong way. But, but what you about can see the wedding three sisters. times, yeah. even though it's first come, first serve. love. And you know, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with the online wedding thing, and I, I, I wish those two people the best in the world. You know, I think marriage is a great thing, but to tie it in with this wedding pack that you have to pay nine ninety nine for, come I just on. feel it's kind of tasteless. I feel it's real tasteless. Little surfer, little moon, make my heart come undone. Do you love me? Do you, surfer girl? Surfer girl. <laughs> that was a one-man band version of uh, Surfer Girl. Oh, sorry. There you go, man. I've done. I've done Dylan. I've done Beach Boys. What else do you people want? Is that like me? before or after the acid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Wasn't it uh, Wilson? Right. Yeah. yeah man, Brian. he was like, Ooh. I'm on acid now. That stuff. So Surfer Girl has made it into our twig. I know. This two is weeks like in a row. Week in a row. Overrated. This gossip monger, rumor spreader. He's a gossip whore. Yeah, but you know, I think it's good gossip. I mean, because apparently, break it on down. Knows what's going on? I guess. Yeah, tell us, sir. Anyway, actually, this comes from. uh, uh, Is it Kotaku.com? Kotaku, Kotaku, whatever. Um. Anyway, (laughs) basically, they they were like, "Well, okay, if you're wondering what Bioware or LucasArts, if you're wondering what that next." project is going to be, you know, everybody was, of course, they're, they're still speculating, oh, it's got to be a new... Uh, Kotar MMO. Yeah, it's got to be a Kotar the MMO. MMO. That they're making, yeah. Well, um, there was a Electronic Arts Analyst report that was released earlier in the day, and it basically lists all the studios under the EA banner and what they're currently working on, and if you look at... If you look at what Bioware is working on, it says Mass Effect... Dragon Age, Knights of the Old Republic, comma, new MMO. But it's not... So, people are still like, well, it still means that it's got to be a Knights of the Old Republic new MMO. Well, no, because that's not how I read it. I read it as Knights of the Old Republic... Three. Three, and a new MMO that's just untitled, and they're not releasing what that name, what the name is, or, or any other details. And the ma- Mass Effect on there is the PC version, is that and some expansion, yeah, and some content. expansion content. Content, I'm sure for Xbox right. Live as well. Kind of interesting. They're making the third Kotor after they they outsourced the second one, didn't they? Didn't a different so. developer make? I don't know. Was it Ravensoft make the second one? Might have been. I'm not sure. Raisinsoft. I like Raisinsoft better than Ravensoft. <laughs> Obsidian. Well, but that's really funny that <laughs> Noah has, all he has to do is reach over to a shelf and yeah, pull up. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Mark has like this <laughs> shelf that has like the dregs That was within seconds of asking humanity there. That was beautiful. I'll just go straight to the source of No Obsidian other podcast, later. folks, has our devotion to <laughs> gaming. So instead of Obsidian, apparently Bioware will take back over for the third Cotro. Yeah, apparently, Cotro. you know, and this goes back to what the, the Surfer Girl blog, you know, 
said when, last week. You know, said last week, which basically said, no, you know, the Lucas, you know, Lucas Arts isn't working. Bioware is not working on well, this. Well, with Bioware, they aren't yeah. working together on a new MMO. They're, but you know, they're doing a totally different project right. together. And well, and someone else is making someone else is making the, the new Star Wars, Star Wars MMO. MMO. And this then, of course, Surfer Girl thing. drops another bomb um, on Sunday, which says that uh, like Star Wars Galaxies wind. will be shut down within a year after the release of the new MMO. Well, now that's not, not such a bomb as a Lucas Arts will have <laughs> and only <laughs> the only IP that can pose a serious challenge to World of Warcraft and find that the setting of Knights of the Old Republic is too niche of a threat. Uh, they expect the new Star Wars MMO to have at least 3 million subscribers by the end of the first year. As previously mentioned, some Edmonton studio is doing another Edmonton. Star Wars... Yeah, which, of course, is Bioware. Home of the yeah. Piss Tanks. Um, ...is doing just an RPG, which is going to be the, just a sequel to Knights of the Old Republic, and and that's going to be that. I think she's... I think she or he, whoever super She super says she's is. a she who surfs, and she knows the waves were <laughs> three feet high or right. some crap. Yeah, and more more crypt, cryptic messaging from from Surfer Girl, um, but apparently, I, I you know the thinking is now is that okay maybe this new MMO from the Star Wars MMO is actually going to be based around the period between, uh, what was it Episode Three and Episode Four? Yeah, you it's know, either that or the Clone Wars. Right, they're pouring a lot of stuff. Well, into with, the Clone that, Wars. those are really kind of like the Clone Wars. Because we, we've right got there. a new cartoon movie coming out about the Clone Wars exactly. this summer. Exactly, and actually they said the TV series is... Po- like, there's supposedly a TV series, a Star Wars TV series. Yeah, that'll bridge to be three, bridging the gap, I guess. For Jim's sake, I hope Dirk Benedict's in it. <laughs> <laughs> man, don't diss on Dirk Benedict, man. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he was Face Man and... Starbuck. Starbuck. As only Starbuck should be yeah, exactly. a dude. I think what's... Amusing Sorry. in Surfer Girl's little blog is that is the statement that Lucas Arts is basically very ballsy that they have the game that's going to defeat Warcraft and it's the only thing that could defeat Warcraft. It's the Star Wars IP. Yeah, because that worked out so well before. Yeah, Star Wars Galaxies came out and the MMO crowd was like, "Well, yeah." I mean, and there were a lot of people that honestly got into MMOs on it. It was a gateway drug. Yeah, but. You but know. at this point, also, we don't know who's developing this, and if it's not Blizzard... And it's not SOE. And, and it's not Bioware. Who the hell's got the chops to make a game that's going to kill Warcraft? Now, don't get me wrong, there's been genre upsets by it's other coming companies. coming to me. Starts with a P. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no one predicted this last, last episode. Yeah. Perpetual. Perpetual. with an L. Yeah. They've got the engine. They have the technology. No. No. <laughs> it's gonna we don't a, need just going to be an RMT micro, microtransaction casual play Star Wars game. That's what's going to defeat Warcraft. Uh, maybe top se- Project Top Secret will switch gears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very doubtful. Anyway, I don't know. It, it seems more and more like that. that's really what's happening. It's not really Bioware that's working on it. And... You know. What gets me? Why don't they just come out and say we're not doing it? Why I don't know. all the subterfuge and like misdirection? Like, oh, we're not going to tell you. Maybe anything they can't. Maybe they can't because it keeps me it. up at night, and that's why, why they do this. It's just stupid. I don't know. I 
I don't know. I guess it's just part of their little way mm. to make sure that they don't get one-upped by the next great idea. And get True. buzz yeah. and get people like us talking about them. Yeah, well. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished there. Why don't you bring us in on this one, Jay? Okay, uh, apparently uh, computerandvideogames.com, they had a uh, little interview with flagship uh, studio's COO, uh, Max Schaefer. Uh, Max Schaefer um, made this comment where he says, There seems to be a lot of copycat games out there, and a lot of d- developers have no idea how hard it is to really compete in this space. Um, another comment he makes is is that too many developers are chasing the World of Warcraft glory, uh. which really cracked me up, because I'm like, okay, well, why wouldn't you want to chase that kind of glory? Let's see. I mean, 10 million s- subscribers, all that cash that's coming in. You're trying to entice venture capital to fund your silly-ass idea for an MMO, and you say, <laughs> don't you ever fucking possibly expect us to do anything like World of Warcraft? No, no. We're shooting for something more like EVE Online, where we'll start out with kind of a failed launch and gradually grow over the years to about 100,000 subscribers. Come a nice little niche product, and yeah. then suggest to everybody to buy two copies of the game, and we'll be set for the yeah. rest of our lives. And and that, that'll go over well? Yeah, exactly, and, and also... I mean, no! Just, uh... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just don't understand what what he's trying to get at. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. People want to chase that kind of. They want to chase that kind of money. Well, so it's his idea do. that we'll 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 just make a whole slew of Hellgate Londons. Yeah, that, that worked out. <laughs> we'll really give well. Bill Roper and we'll destroy his reputation in the gaming community completely. And we'll slap a subscription fee onto our no sort of for him. MMO game. Yeah, our, our half-assed sort of MMO that we claim to be an MMO, but it's not really it's an quasi, MMO. Quasi. Quasi. Not chasing said with, said with little finger and corner of mouth, quasi-evil. Yeah, MMO. but don't, don't chase that World of Warcraft glory because, no. you know... Doom. Why should we try to... spells doom. Okay, so... Like, no, I want, people, I want people to chase that kind of glory because that's just going to mean better freaking games. If somebody's done it and proven it can be done, then it can be done again or exceeded. Right? So why would you look at World of Warcraft and think there is no way it could ever be outdone? Isn't that what Blizzard's whole op- modus operandi has always been? To take something that's Yeah, they've never done anything truly original. They just improve it to no, to no end. And StarCraft is kind of, you could say, based off of the whole... Um, oh, God damn it. Well, it's like Westwood Studios when they came out with their... You know, RTS. So, yeah, Westwood Studios like, came uh, out with Dune, like 2, Dune 2. Right? And, and then that set off a whole yeah, slew of RTS like, games Command mm-hmm. and Conquer, yeah. Warcraft, Warcraft with the. And even Warcraft, so it's an RTS kind of stolen from that. But then it's all based off of Warhammer, really. Right. Mm-hmm. For lack of a better, you know, I mean, it's orcs versus humans. It's, it mm-hmm. looks pretty much like Warhammer. Would you feel oh, the Diablo is. was a. Starcraft is like what? Like. Warhammer, whatever, what is it, 40,000, 40K, 40K, whatever. Okay, it's the same, like, the Zerg, okay, they're kind of original, I don't know. So, yeah, they don't don't really do super innovative stuff, they just take stuff and perfect it and have incredible attention to detail, art direction, technical prowess, they do everything the right way and they don't release it until it's really ready. 
Yeah, you so, know, I just I don't understand why why you'd make such a stupid comment like that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, everybody is trying to chase that kind of a glory, kind of glory because that means a lot of cash. And again, opportunity. after World of Warcraft came out, I mean, before World of Warcraft, God. the highest subscription ratings were in the hundreds of thousands, you know, below yep. 500,000, I think. It came out, they were like, holy crap, well, now the market's truly saturated. And then Lotro comes out, grabs 2 million or something like that. Now it's like, hey, man, you know, you guys can go, you you can shoot for the sky. I mean, it's a it's a market that can essentially not be saturated, especially if you manage to somehow rope in players that have not yet somehow been exposed to him. Yeah, and I understand what he means when he says, okay, there's a lot of copycats out there who want to try the same thing. And, and you're right, you know, there are a lot of copycats out right. there. And, and yeah, you know, that that's what that's what we do. We try to copy what yeah. works and make it better. I don't see anybody getting tired of fantasy. When you look at all the buzz no. right now in the industry, okay, as far as copycats go, everybody is so psyched for war, which is like a copycat of WoW, but with more PvP, or it's like a copycat of, um, of of like the the whole uh, Dark Age of Camelot mixed with WoW kind of thing, right? Yep. And and the subject matter of that actually harkens back, as we just said, to the original Warhammer. Yep. But essentially, it's going to be a refined version of that. It's going to have that PvP aspect that we've all been kind of craving, and it's going to have, you know, everything else that we've come to expect. And that's all the buzz right now. I mean, there's hardly room in the MMO, like, whatever... Landscape. Landscape for anything else to be discussed right now. No, thank you. Thank you. Always here with Appreciate that. Words. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm here to finish your Thank you so much. All. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I think, yeah, let's let's not chase the dream. Let's shoot for mediocrity. Hell, let's shoot for a game with a subscription base of 50,000 players that will have a shelf life of, like, maybe half a year, a year and the game will run only a year. Ah, uh, the hell with it. Let's just go with casual games. Yeah, casual. Let's puzzle parts. Puzzle parts. <laughs> In the end, it always, always comes back, back to the puzzle parts. Back to everyone. Did you ever actually play it, Noah? I I've started making a pirate but then I stopped oh, okay. <laughs> did you get scared was it too intimate for you did you did it did it bring to to your mind question yeah. to Legos. <laughs> it's so Lego looking my wife caught me playing it the other day and she's like what are you playing it looks like Lego men and I'm like it's puzzle pirates I, I installed it for you. Come I was on her yeah, computer. Yeah, you installed like, it for I installed her. it for you. <laughs> you were She's like, I've computer? never seen it before. Like, but I installed it for you. I just, like, I just, just making sure it runs okay. Yeah, I was, just make, I was just making sure for the last two hours that it runs good. <laughs> I'll have to try it. I'm, I'm a little. I've read that the, the price for everything is a little bit questionable. The subscription fee and stuff like that. That you, you basically pay seventy five bucks in advance or. What? I don't know. But well, whatever the hell I'm playing has been free so far. I've been yeah, I have to check it, it out. For hours. I want to research it. But yeah. the idea of a, an MMO, sorry everyone on this total tangent, but an MMO based around puzzle gameplay based off of all the classic puzzle arcade games sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But the original story was a guy who perhaps coincidentally is nagging about copying people after his moderately unique game kind of fizzled. <laughs> That's so sad, yet ironic. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a lesson there. Some, there's a moral, perhaps even. What, isn't it the Homer moral? Never 
First, yeah. you don't succeed. Yeah, never try again. <laughs> if, yeah, if you, if you, first, you do not succeed. <laughs> never try. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's something different. Well, we'll, we'll find it. We'll have to find it. Or if you can correct us, listeners, feel free to just email us a- about any, it. Any Simps- Simpsons geeks since, out there? Since Jim has clearly identified the fact that anyone listening to this podcast, our demographic. <laughs> would definitely know everything about the Simpsons. Just tell us. You can probably tell us the episode, season, yes. name of the character. Well, we know it's Homer. No, no. It's, it's you've tried your best and failed miserably. The lesson is, never try. Oh. That's what it is. Well, oh. game over. Ha ha! In your face, Simpsons geeks! <laughs> I am so smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. Bring us in, Bessie. <laughs> oh, God, that was scary. <laughs> that wraps us up for uh, episode so. 29 before we hit our milestone, episode 30. Every episode's a milestone. Yeah, truly it is. 29. Yeah, is considering how we play. lose sponsors every show, <laughs> <laughs> it is a milestone. It really is. <laughs> so we hope that you enjoyed everything and would love to hear any feedback that you have to share with us or suggestions for future steps to talk about to do so just give us an email over at mail at channelmassive.com M-A-I-L. or new and improved super exciting high technology voice welcome to the year 2008 <laughs> at channel.massive.skype either one will work and we look forward to hearing from you until then we'll see you next week thanks for listening Channel Massive is an IGL production.